Hello and welcome to another episode of Healing Fucking Sucks. Today on the show, I have a long-term friend of mine, Lee Scott, which you guys have probably seen in some of the little clips that I've been putting up on my social media. Quick little story of Lee Scott and I, just so you guys don't get confused. <laughs> uh Lee is one of my longest friends that I've had. Um, he has been in my life since, what, 2009, 2008? So- I was like, what the fuck? Okay. So anyways, yeah. So like he is living the dream. He is on an island out in the middle of nowhere. And he's actually living his dream as a film director um, getting to – do all the fucking fun shit a film director would ever want to do. And fuck with monkeys every day. And fuck with monkeys <laughs> and crabs, okay? Yeah. <laughs> Don't get it's it twisted, true. bro. It's all true. This is my life. Y'all ain't ready for that conversation. <laughs> what I have to deal with that. It's wild. It's wild. <laughs> okay, so... The reason why I have Lee on the show today is because he is... Not only just one of my longest friends that I've I've had in my life, like con- consistently, but he is actually someone that like actually knows me. He knows like my skeletons, like he knows everything about me. <laughs> um, and he's quite entertaining. So today I brought him on the show because I figured. What the hell? Once a month, I'm going to release an episode on the podcast where we talk about something traumatic that I went through. And even though, you know, we laugh about this because it's so bad, um, some of my therapists get on to me about it because they're like, Jackie, you shouldn't be laughing about that. But I'm like, it's so fucked up. Like, I don't <laughs> I don't know. Like my, my only reaction is like kind of sort of laugh throat. Okay. So to get this episode started, we are going to talk about the situation where I was in a bad relationship once again. <laughs> let's, just, <laughs> let's just preference that. Once this is again. What we call, in <laughs> filmmaking, we call, we call this a recurring motif. It's a recurring motif. <laughs> I was in a bad relationship that I needed out of. And this specific relationship was, it, I was working two jobs. I made a, good money and I couldn't get out of it because all of my money was being drained from me. And so Lee, as the friend that he is, and I love him dearly, um, was connected to some people that were looking for a nanny and they had money and he figured I'll introduce Jackie. Like she's a good person. She's good with kids. Like maybe this will help her get her out of her situation. Well, Turned wait. into a, what? But didn't that, didn't that woman seek you out before that and like contact you on Facebook and be like, Hi. I'm friends with Lee, and like she knew that like we had dated, and then she came to me later and was like, "Oh, I need a nanny. I've been talking to your friend Jackie. What do you think of that?" So that's what I think happened. I think she reached out to you first before I even said anything. What, like, that's how creepy you she might is. you you might you might be right. Actually, um, so much has happened since then. I don't I don't remember the exact details, but yeah, you're probably right. She probably did reach out to me first. And say, hey, I'm friend. I'm a friend of Lee's. Blah 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 blah. And then I probably asked you about her. Yeah. 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 So okay. So because just to show how crazy this woman is, she had reached out to other girls I had dated or even was dating at the time, and was like trying to contact them on Facebook. But most of them, which is weird, because reason, like, like I know you know you, know. and I don't even know the fucking girls you were dating at the time. So <laughs> some weird stuff. It's totally weird. Okay. <laughs> She's like a d- detective over there. I wouldn't, I would call it like the psychotic detective, but okay. <laughs> psychotic detective. So. 
Okay, so um, this woman that contacted me was like, hey, I know Lee. He's a good guy, all this stuff. Like, we are investors in his film productions, blah, 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 blah. She just became a friend of mine. And normally anyone that is a friend of Lee's is a friend of mine because Lee is actually good people. Um, It's really hard for me to say that, so props to you. Um, but Thank he really you. is like at the core, like he's a good fucking person and, um, he really does try to be a good human. And that's hard to say for most people I've had in my life. So, okay. So she contacted me, yada, 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 started small talk, grooming me into this situation and then tells you, Hey, like we need a nanny for our house. Right. Yep. I don't know how she contacted you. So she just messaged anyways, she said Facebook something thing. around that aspect. Yeah. So I contacted Lee and I'm like, this lady is contacting me saying she needs a nanny for her house. And I'm like, I'm in this really bad situation where I need to get out so I can save up money so I can start living on my own. And so he was like, yeah, like, you know, they invest in my films, like really no red flags at the time. Like nothing major, right? And then, yeah. Um, cut two. Um, I start meeting this lady and her children um, at ballparks, and we went out to eat, and all of this stuff. And me and the kids like connected like right away, and they loved my dogs. And I really am good with kids. I don't have kids, but. I'm good with kids and it just seemed like a good match. Like there was really no red flags at the time. She just seemed like a mom that was um, over her head and responsibilities with like kids. Maybe she was too stressed out at the time and needed help. Um, and things seemed perfectly normal. So... <laughs> <laughs> this is how this all went down. <laughs> Lee was like, yeah, I don't, I don't like, I think this would be good for you actually. Yeah. I mean, I thought it was a little strange that she might have reached, like reached out to you specifically. Cause I'm like, well, why would you go through all of my friends and pick out that one to contact? But at that point there were no like super big red flags. It wasn't, you know, it wasn't like a, an obvious thing to either one of us where we're like, Oh, okay. No, this is going to go batshit crazy pretty soon. This is going to fly off the handle in no time. It wasn't like that at all. Right. Yeah. And, you know, uh, I want to just preference this prior. Like, people want to come at you when they hear, like, these types of stories that you're about to hear. And they're like, oh, why didn't you see the red flags and, like, run and blah, 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 blah. <laughs> And I'm like... Do you really think I wanted to be put through what I fucking, like, was put through with this situation? Like, this lady seemed fine. Like, most narcissists or sociopaths or fucking psychopaths or even serial killers, they seem like they're fine. Yep. Until you are in the situation. So, my boyfriend at the time, we're going to... We're going to refer to him as Norman, like Norman Bates, because of his weird relationship he had with his mother, which yeah, we can get into that. that. <laughs> I forgot and about that. Another fucking episode entirely for Norman. But <laughs> so, <laughs> but let, me, let me just tell a quick side story about the okay. Norman thing because okay. you're like. One day you're on the phone, you're like, I think there's something weird between my boyfriend and his mom, and I'm like. No, Jackie, that's like super extreme. That's there's no way you're making shit up, obviously. And then she told me the story, and I'm like, yeah, they're banging. Like, totally. Like, that's like, absolutely, you're right, honey. That was fucking ridiculous, too. <laughs> Pretty sure. Like, I'm going to go with 90% sure that him and his mom were like having sex with each other. But okay. Let's just, that's a whole nother thing within itself. Welcome to Jackie Hall's trauma, guys. <laughs> this is why we're here, because I'm healing, right? From Norman and Corella, and then you guys haven't even met the other fucking characters that are coming along in this damn story. So, 
here we go. While Norman left to go on a film shoot, which was, I have to preference this, was in Louisiana because of where we end up. Okay. Just because it's, it's just so weird. Yeah. The whole thing is weird. Okay. So he ends up on a film shoot in Louisiana. Okay. While like two days when he's gone, I have all of my stuff packed. And when I say my stuff, my stuff, I didn't, I didn't take anything that him and I really bought together. Like none of that stuff. I took my clothes. I didn't take any furniture except for there was literally like a little fucking desk that I had bought that um, I took with me. And I took my dogs and we dipped out and I sent him an email and then ghosted him. And I moved in with Corella. So moving in with Corella, there were promises of me being paid X amount of money weekly for doing duties around the house as far as, and let me just go ahead and tell you guys, she was a stay-at-home mom who needed a nanny. Okay, uh, this is some L.A. stuff, okay? It wasn't like she worked from home. It wasn't like she had a job and responsibilities. This lady, we would find out later, is just on the struggle bus with mental health. And I'm not making or picking fun at that, but... She still doesn't think that she needs help. So it is what it is. So I'm moving with these people. I'm waking up six o'clock in the morning. I am making breakfast for the kids. They taught me exactly how to make breakfast for the kids, what they wanted, getting them all ready for school, yada, 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 all this stuff. Cut to things start getting really bad between the wife, Corella, and her husband. I don't, I think I've blacked some of this out because if, if you have anything to say, Lee, like, let me know. But it was such an intensive time in my life that sometimes I forget details. But something happened with her and her husband that was just like, it was not okay. Things were not okay at all. They, I already knew that at this point that they were on drugs and that they were doing cocaine pretty heavily out of the house, which whatever, that's not what I was hired for. It wasn't really interfering with anything. I don't do cocaine. That was not my thing. I'm not saying I wasn't doing anything else. I'm just saying I wasn't on the cocaine. I wasn't doing any of that. And there would be people come in and out of the house that they, you know, would sell some coke to. And I would notice that they would hand it off in a black napkin. Okay. So this stood out in my head because it's a black napkin. Like who buys black napkins except for what? Like a fucking Halloween party. Or drug dealers. So, huh? Black napkin. Black napkins are actually in the store of the Halloween or drug dealer aisle. I, I guess so. I, I don't. I don't know that much about drug dealing, but um, <laughs> yeah. So the black napkin thing. You know, people would come in and out just for a couple of minutes, and I would see the handoff. Like that's it. Um. So my priority was just taking care of the kids. That's it, and I did that. So, cut to the problems with the husband and the the wife, Corilla, and I don't remember exactly what happened, which I preferenced earlier, but something happened to where she kicked him out of the house and he needed to, like, be gone for a couple of days to just, like, let stuff chill. And it had my anxiety on a level that I've never been on before because this this man was unpredictable. You, you, you had no idea what he was going to do. 
and he broke into the house in the middle of the night and placed voice recorders around the entire house. But let me just tell you that this was 2019 and the voice recorders that this dude planted around the house were like the voice recorders I would have used in like when I was a kid. They were huge. (laughs) (laughs) They were so big. Here's a little spy gadget. It's like from Radio Shack from like 2002. And he was using like (laughs) duct tape to like tape them onto things, which they were so heavy. That's how I found the voice recorder. And I was like, oh, there's a voice recorder under here. So they have to be, you know, everywhere else in the house. And I found all the other voice recorders except for one he apparently had outside on a barbecue. But who cares? One day, I'm changing the baby's diaper, and I just changed his diaper. I was going downstairs to throw it out, and my dogs are following me down the staircase. Down the staircase, there is a big window, and my dogs start barking and going after the window like crazy. And I look up, and this husband, this dude, is hiding in the bushes between the window and the street, like, <laughs> he's hiding in the bushes, and he hears my dogs going crazy, so he takes off running down the street like a psychopath, like, his knees were meeting <laughs> his elbows, <laughs> like, he was, like, I've he runs like Gumby, someone run like, like a this cartoon before. character, yes, <laughs> His he his knees were so high when he was running. I I don't even know. So I that later on that day, he was it that day. I think it was that day. But he, she had let him in the house at some point, and he had left a bag or dropped a bag of coke on the staircase. Okay, there's a baby in the house. There's a five-year-old in the house. There's a fucking seven-year-old in the house. And there's my two dogs. And there's a bag of cocaine on the on the staircase. So at this time, I'm like, this is not going to work for me. Like, I need to get out of this situation, like, ASAP. And she's like, well, why don't we just go to Louisiana where Lee is? And Lee, not knowing fully everything that was going on was like, yeah, like, why don't you guys come out? Like we have production going on. You guys can work, play, you know, like whatever. So we head out to Louisiana (laughs) without the kids. The kids stayed with the dad. I thought the kids were going to come You're not the nanny. You're like, you're like the nanny for no kids now. You're just like her sidekick. I thought the kids were going to come with us, um, but that did not happen. And meanwhile, she, okay, cut to, this is like prior, like before we left to Louisiana, she would ask me questions like, does Lee have multiple accounts? And I'm like, what do you mean by like multiple accounts? And she's like, does he have multiple social media accounts? And I'm like, I think he has like two, but like, I, I, I don't think he has any like crazy accounts that he like stalks people on. And she's like, no, like there are several accounts that have been contacting me, especially this one named Greg. And I know it's him. Yeah. She okay. would, she, she had, that's part of her problem with her husband, too, that she had gone to this weird, deep focus idea where, like, Facebook accounts weren't the people that were messaging her. They were actually other people. It wasn't It wasn't some random dude in Michigan who liked her pictures who was saying, oh, I love you. You're so sexy. Send me dirty pictures. She thought it was me or other guys that she knew in real life. And she really, I mean, probably to this day, still thinks that's true. No, and she, so well, she, she would does. ask me about stuff and I'd say, look, I'm here to be your friend. I'm trying to support you. You know, you, your family invested money with me and I and you said you wanted to be in film. So, yes, absolutely. 
are you sure it's what you mean? I'm like, yeah, that's what I mean. I absolutely mean that. Not knowing when I'm talking to her that someone else at the same time is saying, show me your tits, take off your dress, masturbate for me. And she's that's like, that's not me. even you. And it's not even me. It's not even me. So when no. she goes back and says all these things about our relationship, I'm like, I never said those things. I was never in those messages. That's not me. That really is a dude who works at the Best Buy in Michigan. It's not me. That is a guy from the Geek Squad. That is not me. I mean, it was so bad that actually one time on set, because when you guys were down there and she was on set, she was on her phone and one of the other girls on set asked her what she was doing. And she was like, I'm messaging with Lee to the other girl who was a friend of mine. And she and the girl looked at me and I'm sitting on set behind the camera directing the actors. And she's on the phone talking to some random person on Facebook, thinking it's me, even though everyone can see me, not on my phone. I mean, that's the level of delusion we're talking about here. Truly, truly scary stuff. That is actually just the cherry on top of the delusion. Because I don't think that I even have the capacity to explain to everyone the daily nonsense that I went through with her with thinking that you were these multiple accounts and just the nonsense. So once we got to Louisiana, her and I got an apartment together and I start getting all of these messages from her, her family, her friends, um, like, asking like what is up like why does she abandon her kids like what is happening and I start getting these stories from her actual friends telling me how she had this plan put in place that before she had even contacted me about being a nanny that she knew that I was one of Lee's favorite ex-girlfriends and oh, that favorite mm-hmm. girlfriend like a club. Yeah, I'm, <laughs> it's like, I'm, it's I'm, like the Scott Pilgrim movie, like opposite. You don't even have a <laughs> you don't even have a club of that. Actually, you don't even. No. Yeah, like you, I mean, you're in contact with some of your exes, but definitely not all of them. And so, long story short, this lady put a plan in place, and her plan in place was to reel me in and get me into her house, which she did to take care of her kids and then have her husband sleep with me so that she could say that he was a cheater and she could leave him for Lee and go and abandon her kids and leave Lee or leave and go to Lee in Louisiana. Yeah. Okay. So. I mean, this is, this is a Dateline, a Dateline show or this is a Lifetime movie. For sure. No doubt. <laughs> I mean, because I mean, because I mean, the scary thing is just how delusional. I mean, to jump ahead in the story, but years later, her husband actually, who came to hate me, because, you know, he, she would tell him all this stuff that I wasn't saying, but mm-hmm. he doesn't know what to believe, you know, and it's like, he doesn't know what to believe. And she's like, well, look, I've got the messages here, even though the account doesn't say Leon and it says some other name, you know. Yo, but he's after- just as crazy as her. <laughs> Yeah, probably. But a few years later, like, he actually called me up and was like, can you please call her? Because she's on her way right now to meet some guy in, like, Montana that she met on Facebook that she thinks is you. <laughs> so if you're not in Montana or Michigan or whatever the fuck it was, I wish I want you to call her to, like, tell her that. Because she thinks she's heading on her way to Montana to meet you. The fact that her husband was <laughs> even still sticking around knowing that. Yeah. Number one, uh, just all of that, okay? Uh, it's just all fucked up within itself. But the fact that you would point someone out and victimize them into being a reason for you to leave your marriage so that you could go be with someone who didn't even want to fucking be with you. Right. That I now, wasn't how like- did she know you'd go along with it? How did she know that you would sleep with her husband? Like, that wasn't in the job application. 
And it never <laughs> happened because he disgusted me a hundred percent. And not even just that, but like I would never sleep with a married person. Like you couldn't even pay me to do that. That's so messed up and against my morals in so many different ways. I've never slept with a married person. Never gonna happen. Yeah, that's crazy. It's crazy. And it got even crazier because like I remember too, like once you guys were there, once she decided to leave. Like she was gonna leave, and then she all of a sudden up, up and decided that like you were the devil now. Like it was all your fault that you were the one who was like stealing all her money, and like you were the one who led her down to Louisiana. So, she, so her whole plan was like to abandon you and like stick you with all the bills and shit because she decided in her head once things didn't go, go the way she wanted that you know. And I had to tell Let's everybody just... like how crazy she was. I had to tell because she was around all the time. I was trying to honor, I was trying to honor my word and let her be involved in the film stuff because they had paid for some of it. So I was trying yeah. my best to honor that. But at the same time, she's like bringing around her crazy friends who were just tragic nightmares who wrecked everything. These other people she met online who were freak shows. And then she would just try to embarrass, she'd like embarrass me, like, you know, being around social situations and my other investors and my crew and stuff. It was fucking terrible. Yeah, it was bad. So Lee was totally down with letting her be a part of the films that he was working on and she was supposed to be learning behind scenes, how to produce, um, you know, all of this stuff and which she never showed any interest in at all. And she only showed interest in partying. And it was just crazy because they never paid me the money that I was supposed to be paid. So they would pay my bills that were coming up or treat me to a dinner or whatever. But like, as far as like handing me cash or putting cash in my account for being paid, that like never happened. Which is totally so, crazy. It, it completely crazy. Like, <laughs> I left my job. I left everything to go to this other job that I was not paid for and I was completely fucked over for, but whatever. So we end up in Louisiana. We're there, what, a week before she ruins everything because she's acting crazy and everyone's basically like, we can't have you around and we need you to leave. And she does end up leaving, but she ends up leaving me with the apartment that we just signed a freaking lease on together <laughs> yep and it was all your idea you signed that you wanted the place not her yeah it was i remember her part. saying like don't worry about it like the husband has to pay for this of course don't worry about it this is your payment we're paying you this way instead let's buy some tvs let's buy a tv for every room put on the credit card it's fine don't worry about it we'll get a loan to do that too but somehow they it. didn't have the money for all of this because, yeah. yeah, it just never came through. But, okay. So, I get stuck in Louisiana for, I don't know, what, a month? Well, it's like a, like a month, yeah. It feels so much longer than a month. But I guess like a month. She flies back home. I'm left with the car. I'm left with the apartment. I'm left with all of this, all of her stuff she moved into the apartment and my stuff and we shoot a film which is on 2b right now by the way yep and um it's time for the the me to go back home because they're not going to pay for rent anymore and i have no way of paying like they were supposed to be my job so um i pack up my two dogs I load up the whole car. I have to throw a lot of stuff away because I can't fit everything in the car, obviously, especially the furniture. it uh, Most of the furniture was actually rented, so I just had the rental company come pick it up. But I have to make a cross-country trip to L.A. from Louisiana, and they're funding none of this. So luckily at the time I had a friend that did fund it 
and got me back to LA. But oh my God, that's a whole nother story. That's the Asian, the Asian <laughs> lesbian stalker story, guys. You, you went, you went out of the frying pan, out of the frying pan into the fire with that one. It's like <sighs> crazy wife, nanny job, Asian lesbian woman signing leases. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Boom. Boom. Can we talk about how I was still in Louisiana and Corella was all like, oh, I'm going to rehab. Like, I'm going to get <laughs> yeah. better. So that was the best because like she said she was going to rehab. And then yeah. but she still shared her location with you on yes. her phone. So she's like calling you going, oh, my God, yes. it's so beautiful here in Arizona at the rehab. And on the location settings. Instead of her house. She never left her house in LA. <laughs> she never left her fucking house. So wow. she said she's she said she's going to rehab. She's she's gonna get better because she had some issues with alcohol and other stuff and, and whatever. And she said that her husband was paying for her to go out to this rehabilitation place in Arizona and crazy lady forgets that yes, she had indefinitely shared her location with me on the iPhone. So I can see where she's at. Like she's in her bed at home and she's like, Oh, like we just went horseback riding. Like our meditation (laughs) session was like so great today. I mean, it's, I feel bad laughing sometimes, but this woman has been so vicious and mean and cruel and lying and like, just trying like to fuck me up when I didn't agree with her. And just when I, if when I decided to finally block her out of my life, she was so vicious about it, you know, just, oh, I'll destroy you. Although it's like, so I, I feel bad kind of making fun of her because she is obviously very, very, very full sick. of issues. Yeah. And she's sick and she needs help. But at the same time, it's like, I'm not the world's doctor. I have my own life to live. She definitely caused more trauma and more problems in your life than a lot of people have. And so by the same token, it's like, no, you know, fuck you. That's funny. That's funny that you're lying about this beautiful rehab you're at. And you were like talking on the phone with me in the room. And then you showed me like, you're like, look at the location settings. And I was fucking dying of laughter. I'm like, oh my God, she's at home. She's telling about her horseback riding in Arizona, but she's at home. In California. Yeah. Yeah. In Rossmore. It's crazy. (laughs) So then, like, on top of that, once I had gotten back, she starts going into detail about how her and Lee had gotten pregnant together, and she had lost his his baby, and (laughs) (laughs) it's like, she even tells her husband this, like... Like he's supposed to feel sympathy for her, and this dumbass is like, "What? You want to work things out?" No, there's not a chance of that happening in a million years. Oh my god, it just got worse and worse and worse and worse. With the, I Facetimed Greg today, but it was really Lee. But you know how Lee is like really good with film stuff and green screen. Like I know it was him, even though it didn't look like him. (laughs) I'm serious. These are real conversations that we had. That's fucking crazy. That's even before the the use of like AI chatbots and stuff. This is pre AI stuff. I mean, maybe now if I wanted to be Greg, I could maybe pull it off. But even still, it'd be obvious. That would be really hard to do over FaceTime, by the way. Yeah, but so crazy. And the overall point of the story, the overall point of all this is that this is how it affects other people that forces them to then have to go through healing like you are now. I'm only sharing this story because it's so batshit crazy. And I was already in a bad situation as is and just got into like a worse situation. Like I had prayed I would have stayed in the situation I was in prior so with that situation with Norman prior, <laughs> when I got back, I knew that like I had to get out of crazy land. Like 
okay, my ex-boyfriend was, he wasn't, he was not exactly abusive. He just didn't let me get ahead. Like as far, he kept me behind, like he wouldn't help me out with the car. I worked two jobs. He made triple amount of the money that I made and I still had to pay just as many bills as he did. Like we split everything and it just hindered me from being able to move forward in life money wise. And not to mention that he was, you know, cheating on me with a married woman, but, and with his mom. And his mom. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) But we'll just, we'll just throw that one there on the side. So you should ask him to come I, on as a guest. <laughs> you should have him come on as a guest and then like say that to the very end. Just be like, mm-hmm. all night through the whole episode, they'd be like, one last question. <laughs> you and your mom, like, what's the fucking deal, dude? <laughs> you and your mom. <laughs> Tell it straight. I just think it's so <laughs> ironic that he left to go film a movie in Louisiana and her and I ended up moving to Louisiana. Yeah, didn't you guys like crisscross? Wasn't I don't he know. down there when you first got there? What? Wasn't he still down there when you guys first showed up? Like, wasn't he yeah. in Louisiana? Yeah, they were shooting Bill and Ted too. Wow. So, <laughs> I went back to the only resources that I had. My Norman had been hitting me back up, and I was like, maybe I should just go back to live with Norman because the apartment was still in my name. So technically it was my fucking apartment. And so I made things good enough with Norman to go back and get out of this crazy psychotic situation that I was in, which I can't even... How do you explain to someone that, okay, I was offered a job and the reason why I was offered the job is because this lady named Corella like was in love with my ex-boyfriend and she really just wanted me to fuck her husband so that she could leave me with her husband and her kids to go be with my ex-boyfriend. You can't explain that to somebody. No, It's like a bad, evil Scooby-Doo plot for like adults. (laughs) (laughs) You can't. It's just, you just can't. So I went back to Norman and my old apartment and Norman had this big vacation planned out for us. And we went to Greece and Rome and we were gone for two weeks. And long story short. (laughs) (laughs) Too late. (laughs) I don't even know how to explain this. I am still in bizarre land when I even think about it. I honestly try to black it out because of what could have happened. But Well, let's just say it. When you dropped off the vehicle to her and explained to her what you were doing, knowing that you were going on a trip, she hid a bag of cocaine inside of your luggage that you end okay. up taking with you around the world. So, boom. <laughs> I had her vehicle obviously from Louisiana and I had been going back and forth to mine and Norman's place, making things good between me and Norman so I can move back in. And when I went to return her vehicle before I fully moved back in with Norman, which I needed police escort, by the way, that was just stupid. Um, I needed police to go in and get all my stuff so that they wouldn't bother me because they're just insane. And I moved back in with Norman and we go on this trip and she knew that I was going on this trip like prior. She knew I was going out of the country and she was obviously jealous or whatever and wanted to ruin my fucking life. So guys, I carry around I don't carry a typical, like, woman's purse. I carry a backpack, which in L.A. is, like, normal. I don't I don't know about everywhere else. But, like, I have this backpack that I carry around. It's a coach backpack. In the very back of the backpack, there is this tiny little zipper. Tiny. 
Okay. It's this little bitty pouch that you can put stuff in. Honestly, I've never even noticed that it was there. Perfect place to hide some cocaine. Cut to. (laughs) We go on this trip. We go to Greece. We go to Rome. We have a 24-hour layover in Turkey. I want to preference Turkey because of their laws and regulations with drugs. And... We come back to the U.S. We come back to the U.S. We are back a a couple of days later and I've been unpacking and I take my entire backpack and I just dump it upside down. Like it's time to clean, like do a deep clean on this backpack. And I start going through everything and I find the zipper in the back and I'm like, oh, I've never noticed the zipper in the back. And I open it up and I reach in it and there's something inside the backpack. And so I pull it out and it's just a black napkin. And at first it didn't. The black. <laughs> yeah, the black napkin. It did not register with me. I just was in, not thinking at the time. And I feel that there's something in it. So I'm like, what is this? I literally throw it down on the desk and I open up this napkin and I just stood there with my mouth open. There's an eight ball of cocaine in my fucking backpack. And like I have told you guys prior, I don't do coke. It's not my drug of choice. I don't do drugs anymore. I used to dabble in it a long time ago. I do not carry around cocaine with me. Like now you, what you should do though, is you should put an affiliate link for that coach bag because obviously the international police do not look through that bag in that little pocket. If they did, you would have been in prison for like twenty years in Turkey. No, I think in Turkey I would have been in prison my entire life, and I don't even think the president of the United States could have gotten me out, honestly, because it's such a huge fucking crime there to have, you know, that, oh, yeah. uh, drugs in your bag. That amount, too, an eight ball is not a little bit. It's not it's a, a little bit. It's not a little, it's little bit. bit. It's a lot of bit. And not all, it was like three bags of Coke. Like, Well, yeah, an eight I, ball is three and a half grams, so. I don't. Could be three little baggies put together. That's nuts. That is I'm, like trying to frame you for murder almost. She Jesus. tried to frame me and get me caught out of the country so that I would go to prison and never come <laughs> back to the United States again. Let's check what that is. Let's see. Let's see here. But lo and behold, that this bitch does not know that I'm actually a really good person and that God has always had his best interest out for me and will always watch out for me. And that was nothing but God watching out for me during that time because I specifically remember drug dogs coming by in the line when I was at the airport sniffing bags. Maybe that black napkin is like the key. Maybe international drug dealers start wrapping their stuff. No, with black you know what? Napkins. I think God was the key because I don't think the black napkin did anything. Uh, <laughs> like, all right, well, we'll 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 let we'll let God take this one. It was God. It wasn't. We're the gonna black let napkin. him. We're gonna let God take this one on this one. But what are you looking up? It's uh, ten years minimum trafficking drugs in like Turkey. That. In Turkey, yeah, or twenty thousand days, which is Jesus. That's. Yeah, it's a long time. Yeah, no. Like a hard <laughs> fucking no. Hard pass. Hard pass. I think, no, I've, learned, hard I think pass. I've learned my lesson. <laughs> uh, That's funny. And, and like, honestly, like to... To even... <laughs> I couldn't describe to people around me what was happening because it was so weird. So, for instance, Norman... Norman actually met Corella before I left him and and went to work for Corella, but he didn't know. So Norman used to have my um, location. We shared locations with each other like indefinitely on the iPhone. And just so happened that the day that I was meeting with Corella 
and her kids out in a park. This dude, I guess he could feel something was up. I don't know. But he pulls his little Audi like up on the curb in the park out of nowhere when he was supposed to be at work. And it's like, hey, what's up, guys? And I'm like, what's up? Was like his mom busy that the, afternoon or what? I guess his mom was busy. She was, <laughs> she, she had, you know, things to do. <laughs> and so I'm like, yo, like, this is so crazy. And I'm like, I'm talk. I look at her and I'm like, you know, giving her the sign. Like, this is the boyfriend. Like, don't say anything. And so she didn't until the end and I he's just so stupid he didn't catch on to it because we had went and eaten at like a blaze pizza place or whatever and she was like your pizza's in the car and I was like what (laughs) (laughs) I was like I was like oh yeah it's fine keep the pizza (laughs) have a good day um I'm interested now, though, just at the end of this, of us wrapping it up. Like, how did you meet these people? Um, I met her through Facebook, but I knew someone who's a relative of hers. Okay, okay, okay. The actress? Yeah. Okay. Let's just say that 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 mutual friend was very, very, you know, sort of warning. But while being a good relative... And not getting yourself involved was very much like, you know, just just tread lightly. Like, you know, what's going on there kind of thing. Like, she's always been cool. I have nothing negative to say about her whatsoever. Right. But, yeah. And that's how you met. I should have seen the met. warning signs, too. Yeah. I should have seen the warning flags, too. But, you know, as a filmmaker, especially when you're an independent filmmaker and people are showing interest in, interest in your work, and also they were both very interested politically the same way I am, so it seemed like, yes, these are fine people who can help me get what I, get what I want to get done. And, you know, no one's going to get crazy here. Yeah, but, and they had money. No, yeah. Well, they, they had a certain amount of money, not the type of money that they acted like they had, but they had some money. Yeah. Hi, yeah, 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 Lee Scott. I tell you, Jack, y'all, it's crazy times. It's it amazing had... how, normal, how normal my life is now compared to then. It's amazing how normal my life is now compared to that. Oh, yeah. You're much, much better off. (laughs) Much, much better off. Like, I'm a fucking school teacher, and I'm in college, and I do my podcast, and that's Well, it's important, too. I think think it's important, too, to to kind of remember that, you know, a lot of the decisions you were making back then were also sort of like life and financial. It wasn't just... Do I want to hang out with these people? Do I want to go back in this relationship? But it was about where do I live? How do I get? It to was fight or flight. Yeah, you know. Yeah, it was just one bad situation after another. Which I'm not saying I didn't put myself in them. I'm just saying once you learn my story from the get go, it's been it's been kind of hard from the start. And um, hey. You know what? My life might be boring right now, but like I live on my own. I pay my own bills now. Like life is fucking Gucci. And you got some great stories to tell people. <laughs> people don't believe half of these stories. <laughs> I know mean. they don't. I actually had to put a thing out today saying that all my stories are true. I was like, listen, I talked some shit on Facebook and social media. These are all true stories, people. I have witnesses. They will corroborate my stories. This crazy shit did happen, 100%. Yeah. Yeah, I know. It's kind of weird because, I don't know, you and I are so much alike as far as, like, we're just good-hearted humans that care a lot about a lot of people. But, like, we attract the the fucking crazy, man. Like, And that's kind of the irony of... That's the irony of life is that people who are tend to be normal and nicer and more giving and open will attract people who are insane. They won't just attract like-minded people. They'll attract crazy people. You know, and I'm glad that you said that because there's so many people out there now that are saying like, 
the people that you attract, there's something in you that is attracting these people. There's something like you. And I'm like, no, like I kind of think there's like takers and givers and, and takers like to be a part of the givers. Yeah. And also I think people want, you know, especially women, in my opinion, it's like they want a sort of stability and they want a sort of, they they think that it's, they think it's backwards. They, They think that if they can only get a guy that's like this, then they will be like this. Instead of the fact that in order to get a guy like that, you need to be this way. You need to be good to get a good guy. You can't be a train wreck and an awful person. And if you only had a good guy, then your life would be better. It's the other way around. They don't but get you know, it, it's kind of, it, that kind of happens all the time. Like, honestly, like I have to think about like all my like ex-boyfriends that were narcissists. I've dated three now. Like it's. It's and I don't use the term narcissist like I'm just throwing it around um, because like they don't give it out because like they were yeah just because I can't no these were like if they were to actually be self aware and go to a psychiatrist they would 100 percent be uh, diagnosed with MPD and it's like they got a good person they got me and drained me of everything that I fucking had and here I am on my healing journey so yep and you're doing you weren't great. one of those people he's got you weren't one well, of those thank people you. thank you but you're doing good all right we'll wrap her up I wish you luck on the podcast we Keep will excellent and now we figured <laughs> out the whole uh we figured out the whole uh st- streaming thing the little thing I did seemed to fix it. Yeah, and then I also made sure that we have video this time. So, are right, you uploading it? Yeah, we have video mm-hmm. this time. Remember yep. the the last one I recorded? I I yeah, didn't have video. Cool. Cool. Are you gonna go to bed? Yes, after I get my corn dog. All right, hold on. I'll end recording. <laughs> okay, guys. So. Um, hopefully this, um, episode was entertaining and a little insight to a very small part of my trauma that has happened in my life, but a very, uh, entertaining part of it. If that, uh, we will see you guys next week. Love you all. Bye.